0: This is B, and this is L, and this is not your girlfriend's podcast. Season, season two. <laughs> we, gotta redo that. we gotta redo that. I thought I was gonna say season okay, two. You can say season two. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, so it's been a couple of
1: months. We're trying to figure out at our- work.
0: Um, <laughs> we're back we're um, back. um we're back. yes uh, it's we've took some time off and it's in soul searching and um just tell you a little bit about what we've been doing we've done some stickers some marketing got new equipment yeah yeah Hopefully you can hear the difference. Yeah, because we, we spent some cash on this. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> we're not get to to do this.
1: Yes, we do not. Um, and yeah, the stickers. Look out for stickers as featured on our Instagram at a coffee shop and
0: or subway station near you. Um, we're really excited about them. So let's talk about where we left off on season one, the last episode. Because I think we both came to different conclusions at the end of that yeah kind of complete opposite conclusions yeah so where do we leave you Elle
1: um so we left me after wedding date guy that whole fiasco realizing that I'm actually not looking for a serious relationship and that I am completely embracing being single great and so that was in when was that July
0: Mm mm-hmm okay and where did we leave you? Um, you left me at realizing that I've done a lot of fucking around, and I've been on a lot of dates, and now I'm looking for something a little bit more serious. And I am still looking for that. Okay, Elle, so we left off with you um, kind of wanting to fuck around yeah. in layman's terms. So do you still feel the same way? Um, so I actually...
1: Had a two week Euro trip again um, <laughs> where I did a lot of fucking around and it was great. And I kind of feel like I got my fill.
0: And now I'm kinda of ready for a bay. Ready for a bay. So that brings us into the title of this episode, which is Cuffing Season. Something everyone's so excited yeah.
1: about. So surely you've heard about the phenomenon of cuffing season, um, when basically all of the young single population in whatever city you're in make a mad dash to try to get someone locked down. Um before it gets too
0: cold. Yes. And I actually had um, looking for someone for cuffing season or something along those lines in my Tinder bio for a couple weeks. And I took it off because I got a lot of responses from people being like, What is cuffing season? And I was like, What you don't know? That's <laughs> so strange. I know. It was a lot of Europeans, to be fair. Okay. Um, but I guess it's not maybe commonly known, but if it's not, um, we'll explain a little bit of what cuffing season is. Yeah. I
1: mean, and when we chatted while we were planning this episode, we realized that we have different thoughts about what cuffing season is too. So yeah. what's your definition of
0: cuffing season? Um, just someone like a, kind of a, like a long-term fuck buddy, really. It doesn't have to be your boyfriend, but just someone you can like go to and know you don't have to like go on dates all the time. Like you're not in that constant one date, two date, like, cycle you know you just know that person and you can get laid and you can hang out and I guess in every definition it is a boyfriend right but you don't have to be exclusive okay
1: yeah so I think I mean my definition of cuffing season is finding a significant other mm-hmm. um, and I think that I mean just based on how I've heard the term used I think that that's probably the most widely accepted definition but I guess the general idea is finding something steady Yes. Whether or not you determine you you know decide to be exclusive or call yourselves boyfriend and girlfriend or whatever, um, it's finding something steady.
0: Yes. And there's we've probably seen memes around because we're like right in the middle of the cuffing season. Yep. <laughs> um, just to break it down to you, a common meme that we've seen that kind of breaks it down from August to Valentine's Day, which is we think a very long time to I mean to even have someone that you've been dating for that long is insane it's basically half the year yeah um but really quickly Elle do you want to go down the list
1: yeah sure so if you've seen this meme it's I think meant to mirror like some sports thing I feel (laughs) like it's like the football season like timeline of I don't know scouting and Mm -hmm. whatever other shit they do um but so it starts off in August with scouting which they define as looking for someone online Um, In September, you pick your top candidates. In October, you go on many first dates. In November, you narrow it down to one or two prospects. By December, you're picking your best option and being exclusive for the holidays. January, you're considering long-term potential. And Valentine's Day, what they call the playoffs, is when you officially DTR, define the relationship, and become... An official
0: couple. Right. And I mean, that's all well and good, but let's be honest, no one can really actually do that. I think that's insane for most people. So we've actually uh, condensed it into our version of cuffing season, which you can actually do in all of a month, pretty much, maybe less. Yeah. Uh, it'll take you to um, us starting, uh, like, late October, October, early November, and it goes till, basically, January, February. Right, right. So, um, let's break down our list, L. Yeah. Okay, so,
1: October, we would say, and... Just to give you an idea of where we're at, it's mid-October right now as we're recording this. So we would say that in October you should be mass swiping, um, going on many first dates, but first dates with intent. So not just going on dates and hooking up, um, or you know, going out and sleeping with guys on the first date. Like you're dating guys that you think are relationship material, yeah. and putting it out there, defining that on the first date. Maybe not saying. I want to potentially date you, but, you know, using your judgment on whether a guy seems like he's here to fuck around or if he's actually pursuing something.
0: Yeah, I think it's so important, the fact that you don't sleep with them, because it's what makes it different to you, I guess, your usual, like going on dates and meeting someone new is that you're not sleeping with them or it's not an option because you're making your intent very clear that it's like, okay, I'm looking for a little something more. I'm actually interested in you as a person. Um, that might be very hard for people to do myself included. I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, I'm going on a potential first date soon. So we'll see how, um, I, hell a hold up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I know it's like shitty because it's also like, I feel like
1: it's playing into such a common, like stereotype that, you know, it, It takes the power away from females, and it says if you do sleep with a guy on a first date, which you're fully entitled to because you have needs as a woman, too, Mm -hmm. it's saying that, okay, then he's not going to consider you as anything more serious. And that's shitty, and we don't want to perpetuate that narrative, but the fact of the matter is, based on our experience, we would say that that's still Pretty much holds yeah. true. Yeah.
0: And if it has to be you as the woman to say, no, that's unfortunate, societal standards. But if you're looking for a bay, that's what you got to do, which sucks. Yeah. Um, and then we move into early November. So you're dating a lot in October. Um, going on as many dates with people you generally think you will get along with for the long term, because mind you, you're going to be spending a lot of time with this potential person, but not the same date with the same person. We would want you to go on, like, at least a new date every week, you know, a new person. Yeah. And... And just I think different to who you've ever met. before. Yeah. And
1: I think that's so critical because I think sometimes, you know, you meet someone and you kind of put all your eggs in one basket. And I mean, I know I've done this for sure where I'll go out with someone mm-hmm. and then I'm like, oh, fuck my apps. I'm not going to swipe. I just don't even care. I'm just like yeah. putting all my effort into this one person. But then if by, you know, second or third date, you realize that you have some really key difference that you can't get past. It's like, oh fuck, now I have to go back to the drawing board. And you may be kind of too far down the cuffing season timeline at that point, um, to start fresh. So I think it's important to see multiple people go on dates and keep your
0: options open so that you've got a couple contenders. Definitely. Like, put all your eggs in multiple baskets is what you're (laughs) going to be doing in October. Right. And then early November, we want you to narrow it down to one to three people. I would say three, definitely. And keep seeing those three people, but definitely shortlist it. So you're not, you're not exclusive with any of these people, but you're moving in that general direction. But you're also not saying like, okay, I've met my one person in October. This is definitely that person. You're giving yourself room to kind of see where all these relationships pan out and how they pan out.
1: And one thing that I think could be difficult to navigate is if you are seeing, you know, these three people consistently and maybe someone tries to DTR you, maybe someone tries to discuss, Exclusivity at that point, but you don't feel like you're ready. And I know that it can be difficult as a woman from experience and just based on like experiences of other women I've heard from to say no, that you won't be exclusive with someone without giving them a reason. But I think it's really important to just remember that it's your decision and your decision to be exclusive is as important as their. Decision to initiate that conversation. So it's not just yeah. because they're ready that you have to be ready. And I think you can explain that in a way that's not hurtful or doesn't outright say, yeah, I'm seeing other people. But you can say, you know, I don't really know if we're there yet. Um, and I think maybe we're moving in that direction, but I don't want to rush anything.
0: Yeah. And I mean, there's no reason to be really so transparent with the guys you're dating. Guys don't like to hear that you're dating other guys. Yeah. So don't like, you know, tell everyone in broadcast that you're going on multiple dates with the with the guys you're dating. You know, yeah. like, don't advertise that. It's not a good look for anyone. And it's not a good look if you're a guy and you're saying that to a girl. Like, quietly see other people. Right.
1: <laughs> but it's also not to say that if
0: you've discussed it and you said you'll be exclusive
1: with someone to just keep dating
0: behind their backs. No, guy. of course. Right. But, but while just... you're all in the first date, second date mindset... You don't have to tell other people that yeah. you're going on first dates later that week with a new person that exactly. isn't yeah. Like, don't be stupid about it. Um, also, I'll have a question for you. Okay. So let's say we gather in October and when do we sleep with them then? early November then when Oof. you've narrowed it down to those three people? See, that is tough. I would say I
1: can't really give a timeline in terms of like month, but I would say by the third date or so. Third date or so. is usually like that's my uh, not a hard and fast rule, but I would say if I'm seeing someone with the intention of things moving in a serious direction, I would want us to at least go out twice where sex is not on the table. And then by the third, if I feel like I want to take that leap, then I would initiate it by asking them to come back to my place or I mean, really, I guess it doesn't matter where you go, but third date, I would say is the soonest.
0: Yeah. But you should do it. Okay. I agree with that. Third date. Go do two whole dates without having sex. Yeah. Three, really. And that, yeah.
1: And that can be, yeah, that can definitely be difficult, too. Um
0: and stay strong (laughs) you can do it yeah and if you get that far so let's talk about what else is happening in november so um thanksgiving of course and we talked a little about if you can invite someone over for thanksgiving and we agreed if you're in the New York area and you're from New York um, and your family's from here and it's kind of like an hour tops away from the city I think it's pretty okay to invite them for Thanksgiving depending on how exclusive your Thanksgiving invites are but it's not necessary by any means.
1: Yeah. And, and to be clear, we're talking about inviting them to your family's Thanksgiving dinner. Yes. Not
0: some Friendsgiving right.
1: friends giving bullshit. giving, Like you sure.
0: Can, yeah. Like go
1: nuts. <laughs> yeah. If you feel that they're that person. Um, but for your family Thanksgiving, I mean, I guess it, it really does come down to like how intimate your family Thanksgiving is and how comfortable you feel. But I would say, yeah, if you're within an hour of the city and you feel comfortable, I don't
0: think it's an insane thought, but I also don't think it's absolutely necessary. No. And uh, talking about holidays, we would have, Halloween is also coming up, and I think Halloween's a perfect kind of trial run to bring them around your friends. So true. So if you've nailed down somebody or someone you think have really good cuffing season potential, definitely, you know, exchange Halloween plans. And this year, Halloween's on a Wednesday, so there's like multiple days you yeah. can choose
1: to go the out. The weekend before, that week, weekend after. yeah we can after after? i have plans yeah okay okay and i think that that's also an interesting gauge of how into you that guy might be Mm -hmm. if he asks you what you're doing for halloween and
0: invites you out like with his friends along to his plans yeah so okay so now we're up to thanksgiving and um by late november we should be narrowing it down to that one certain special someone yeah yeah Cause it can be hard to juggle three guys for the duration of a
1: whole month. Yeah. Hell, just having one guy for a whole month is difficult. It's true. So yeah, by like mid to late November, you should be kind of knowing who your one person
0: is that you're going to pursue things with. Yeah. It should be really exclusive. Uh, you should be, it should be really obvious. Um, and when you're getting exclusive, we think we should have that like TTR conversation probably early December, like well before the holiday seasons. But you know where you both stand. And then that's either boyfriend, girlfriend, or we're exclusively seeing each other, or maybe we're not exclusive, but you are like my number one person in my rotation. Right. So. And I am interested in you. Yeah. Yes.
1: And I think that that's important because like you want to do that in early December, that way you have enough time to stress over whether you're getting each other gifts for Christmas or whatever holiday you celebrate and what kind of gift is appropriate based on the seriousness of your relationship.
0: We can have a whole episode for that. Yeah. And we probably (laughs) will.
1: (laughs) Um, So yeah, I think like early to mid December is like enough time to kind of figure that kind of stuff out. Um, And I wouldn't say that Christmas with each other's families, if you celebrate Christmas
0: or Hanukkah is right in New York. Right.
1: (laughs) Like, in my opinion, I don't think that those are holidays that I would necessarily invite like a new significant other to. I guess, again, this depends on how intimate your like family holidays are um maybe how religious your family is or just I don't know, just generally your comfort level around them, um and their comfort level around new
0: people. Yeah, I don't think it's necessary to invite them for Christmas. Christmas I at least for my family, it's very like a personal affair. Yeah. Like we'd maybe do like a big family holiday Christmas party, but like actual Christmas morning. And that is like reserved for the immediate family. And that's asking a lot of, uh, of a person that you've maybe known for three months, if that pushing the numbers. So yeah, it depends on you, of course, if that's your cup of tea and they're into it and they're maybe they're down, but it's Christmas is a family thing. Yeah. I think Christmas
1: is much more intimate and Mm -hmm. I wouldn't, I wouldn't recommend it. I wouldn't personally offer it to someone, and I wouldn't be accommodating to going to someone else's. Yeah. Because it's just a little too
0: close too close for comfort. Too much too soon. But, um, so the original list said Valentine's Day is the playoffs, but actually we say the playoffs is... Uh, um, is uh, New Year's. New Year's. New Year's Eve. Yeah. So... In terms
1: of working towards a goal, we would say that the goal is lining up someone as your New
0: Year's date so you can have a New Year's kiss. Which I think would be amazing because New Year's always suck because <laughs> I'm always single.
1: Yeah. So if I have And the someone, clock strikes 12 and all of your, like, coupled up friends start making out with each other and you start making out with the closest liquor bottle. Yes. Um, so
0: let's, like, that would be a great thing to avoid this year. Yeah. I literally not have a New Year's kiss proper for years so
1: yeah i can't even think of (laughs) i didn't have one last year i think i may have tried to kiss my gay best friend yeah i probably did try to do that um so it'd be nice to have like a straight male there who was into me and (laughs) yeah
0: like well into you (laughs) yeah
1: um so yeah so i think that if you again just to kind of recap if you met them sometime in either october or early november You've been seeing each other for two months at that point. I think that that's a fair time, you know, to be able to DTR in early December and then make plans together as a couple for New Year's. Um,
0: Yeah, totally. And New Year's being the thing that you are planning for.
1: Right. And then if it lasts until Valentine's Day, like, C- congrats. Yeah. I mean, that's
0: just like an extra credit. You yeah. Know? <laughs> yeah. And then you have someone for V-Day.
1: Yeah. But I would say that other than like meeting the new year's, deadline that it's also just, you want to like DTR and like have something steady so that for the remainder of December and January and the rest of like the cold, miserable winter, if you're in New York or, you know, somewhere in that kind of climate, Mm -hmm. you have someone to just like stay in Netflix and chill, cuddle and like do nothing with.
0: Literally cuddling. one Number one reason why cuffing is a thing. Yeah. (laughs) and uh we will be trying to do this ourselves so you won't be doing this alone if you are single and listening um Right now, uh, we'll be posting this later, so I'm sorry we didn't give you, like, a little heads up about October, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we will be definitely looking to go on dates in October, and we have some already planned. Yeah. So, uh, like, what do you have planned? What's in the works right now for cuffing season for you?
1: Um. Okay, so there's one guy that I've been seeing since August, mm-hmm. which sounds like a really long time since it's October now, but we've gone out maybe five or six times altogether. Mm-hmm. Um, so keep in mind I was in Europe for two weeks and then I was like the flu slash like, just generally sick for two weeks after that. So those weeks were kind of off the table. Um, but yeah, so like five dates over the course of two months or so. Um, and he seems like a good contender. He's... <laughs> <laughs> No, he's really, he's a really nice guy. Um, we have a mutual friend in common and we get along well. Um, I worry that we don't have enough of a spark right, for things to really like hold up and last, but we've had like a lot of frank conversations about what we're both looking for.
0: What, um, what is he looking for?
1: So as recently as last night, we actually talked about this because I thought that things were fizzling out after we didn't really talk much while I was away and then um, didn't go out when I first got back. And so he he called me and we talked it out the other night. And then we went out last night to talk about it more. Um, and we talked and he was like, I kind of feel like the fizzling out was like in your head. Mm -hmm. And I mean, when I say that, it kind of makes it seem like he was saying that my feelings aren't valid, but what he was saying is that, he, in his view, it wasn't fizzling out. He was just giving me space while I was away, so he wasn't, like, smothering me while I was, like, traveling and doing my thing. Right. Um, but that he does like me, and he is serious about me, and he feels like there's a spark, and he thinks that this is, like, moving in, you know, a, good direction. a
0: certain direction. Yeah. But you have a date plan that is, is not with him.
1: Right. So, I mean, we're not exclusive. We haven't had a discussion about being exclusive, Um And so I am still dating. So I went on a date last week, and then I've got another one planned tomorrow. Um, And, yeah, like, going back to the whole keeping your options open thing. Like, he's a great guy, and that doesn't mean that I'm not serious about him. It just means that I need to figure out what I need as well. Yes. Um, by continuing to test the
0: waters and, and look for that. And I think that that's fair for both, like, to both of us. Yeah. I think a lot of women fall into the trap of, like, am I good enough for him? Does he want this? Does he like this? Yeah. But in reality, it's, like, you, he's equally trying to impress you. You you have just as much reason to say no to anything he is doing. Yeah. So I think it's really great that you're trying to see if he checks your boxes and not just trying to check all of his. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um,
1: So, yeah, I mean, there are a couple things that like are tough for me. Like he's not super funny and not that that he not that he tries to be funny and doesn't succeed. He just like isn't he isn't like a funny person. Like I make a lot of jokes and he laughs at my jokes, um, but he's not the one making jokes like he's more like kind of analytical when he talks about things, and, like, he, like, tells stories and talks about things a little more matter-of-factly. Right. Um, and less, like, poking fun at everything and
0: everyone around us, as I do. Yeah. And um, I feel like you need someone that is like that, though. Someone, like, lighthearted, and, like, can take a laugh and, like, give a laugh.
1: Yeah. And I need someone who's going to, like, keep me on my toes, too, right. and, like... I don't know. Like, I, I need someone that I can kind of poke fun at. Yeah. And, like, they'll, like, joke right back at me. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's hard to find. It's hard to find someone whose humor you mesh with really well, as yes. I found out on my <laughs> date on Thursday. You want to tell us a little about your <laughs> oh, bad day? Oh, my God. It was a fine date to start with, and as the night progressed, it just got worse and worse um, and ended with him telling me that he has a dark sense of humor and so he's surprised that I said I do too and that I'm so offended by all the jokes that he's making and me explaining to him like that's not dark humor that's just you being an asshole and saying like yeah and saying like rude things about people um And he, like, basically, I I called him out and said, like, stop trying to mansplain my sense of humor to me and stop trying to mansplain dark humor to me. And he was just like, whoa, 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 I'm not a misogynist. You can't say that I'm mansplaining. That's not what I was doing. And got, like, super, like, defensive
0: and upset about it. Um, And, yeah, that was just... And then tried to kiss you at the end after yeah. we spent the last, what, 20 minutes of the date? Yeah. So, I mean, at that point, after <laughs> he was mean- like, oh,
1: don't accuse me of being a misogynist, I was just like, okay, I'm going to pay for these drinks and we're going to get out of here. Like, it's, this is our cue to go. And so we close out, we get outside. I'm there, like, trying to part ways with him as he's, like, insistingly, insistently offering to walk me to the subway. And then he leans in and tries to kiss me. And I'm like, dude, what? And I like turn a cheek and he's like, really? And he's like upset that I wouldn't like kiss him. God. And I was just like, we just spent like 20 minutes bickering in the bar. And now I'm trying to clearly part ways. And you think. I Emmy mean, just go for
0: it. Where's your playful humor, Al? Uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. Where's your dark humor? God. I'm just <laughs> Dark Humor one oh one. Kiss a like, girl <laughs> when she's clearly
1: not into you. Yeah. Um it's maybe so, not funny. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so getting back to the to the current issue at hand. So obviously things aren't ever happening
0: with that guy ever again. But that's like fine. At least you give it like gave it a go. And like going on bad dates is not I a defeat you know just because you didn't meet the one or we've all been defeated about a hundred times over so um, yeah it helps you recalibrate as yeah. you said before yeah.
1: and reminds you okay this is exactly what I am not willing to compromise on totally. and I am not willing to compromise on a guy that has a really rude distasteful sense of humor um and so back to the current issue at hand deciding if someone that doesn't really have the same sense of humor as me is something I
0: can live without i believe that you should keep fishing and there is going to be someone funnier better equipped for your cuffing this season
1: i hope so but i'll still keep giving this one an honest try because he is a good guy and i guess i just have to see if all of the pros kind of outweigh that kind of predominant con of the no you know no sense of humor.
0: Yeah. I mean, we've both been in relationships where we've been the funnier counterpart in it. It's true. And I think that would be a reason why things ended for both of us. Yeah. So, I don't want you to make the same mistake again. It's tough. Yeah. Okay, and how about you? Well, (laughs) (laughs) Um, I am still single, of course, and I have a date planned for next week, and it's really been hard out there on the apps. And I've seen a massive decline in people wanting to chat with me. And nothing has changed really, like not my profile pictures, not really my bio. It's the time of year, like really when like right now it's gotten really cold in New York and it's proper like fall at this point. And I've seen like a lot of withdrawal and people like not wanting to message first, even if I message first and take that out of their hands, they don't want to like chat back and they don't want to meet up. Like it's, and the only dates I've actually have planned have been through OkCupid and not Tinder, because I've been swiping on OkCupid. And when you swipe, you can also send a message about something on their profile or their right, picture. Right. So I make the first move in that sense before we even match. They know I've messaged them and I know that I'm interested. And if you don't message on OkCupid, you don't know if that person has liked you until you swipe right on them. Right. Right. So, yeah, that's really been the main, main app of use, and that's the date I have planned for Tuesday, and we'll see how it goes. He's not, like, my perfect type, you know? He's not, like, making my height minimum, which is 5'11", for all you out there. <laughs> He's 5'10", um, maybe not, like, the trendiest dresser of them all, but... Um, yeah, I'm going to see how it goes. He ticks a lot of other things and you just never know until a first date, but I'm definitely kind of like spreading my feelers out there, but I do want to say that it's harder now during this like colder time to yeah. get people to commit. So don't let that put you off. Just try a bit harder because I know that could be off putting.
1: Yeah. And I think that that's like a key part of cuffing season two is like locking someone in before it's so cold that people give up on dating. Yes. And it already, I mean, I kind of feel the same. Like my Tinder's been pretty dry. Maybe I'll re download OKCupid and see where that goes. But I've been like, having conversations with guys. I mean, most of them aren't messaging me first. I feel like I've got like 90% of New York's el- eligible bachelors just sitting in my likes <laughs> um, or in my matches and waiting for a message. Yep. And they're, yeah, so they're not messaging first. Even when we are getting into conversations, the conversations are kind of half-hearted and seem to kind of taper off. And it's, it definitely is that like cuffing season, New York yeah. getting colder effect. Ask about people's
0: already. Halloween costume, I guess, is the main thing. Um, or, I don't know, like, it's, like, yeah, it's hard we're going through the same <sighs> problems that you are. And we're giving you advice. But yeah. Um, yeah. It, it's hard. Like, we're not saying it's not hard.
1: Okay, but just one note on that. Like, ask about their Halloween costume maybe to make small talk. But don't jump the gun straight into asking what they're doing for Halloween. Because that comes off pretty strong.
0: But, yeah, I'm excited to hopefully meet someone that's obviously still in the cards for me and I want to say like I'm coming out of a relationship because I'm really not but I'm coming out of a bad situation with one particular person i keep going back to so i'm kind of looking forward to this cuffing season as a challenge for myself and i think a lot of people have that out there where you have this one like one person who kind of like constantly fucks you over every couple months (laughs) yeah and use this season as a fresh slate you know yeah Um, blank slate complete reset (laughs) yep
1: just whatever kind of slate (laughs) polish that bad boy off start fresh (laughs)
0: Yeah, um, I mean, it's easy, especially during the holiday times, to just go back to a really bad guy and just use that as a crutch because, you know, you're getting laid and go back to an ex. Like, just don't do that. That's not healthy.
1: Yeah, it's definitely I mean, just keep in mind like that. As needy as an ex might be and, you know, as easy as it might be to reconnect with them, like, there are so many new needy people out there that you just haven't met yet that might want to lock you down for the holidays. Like, cuffing season is not a female-only phenomenon. This is something that is sweeping the nation, the nation,
0: the nation, the world, dare I say. (laughs) (laughs) So... For first dates, you're probably questioning, what is there to do? We <laughs> live in a <the> metropolis <laughs> that is sprawling. So, uh, there's always something to do. And there's some ways, like, fun seasonal things. Um, there's Oktoberfest. Uh, November has a bunch of events i mean pre-thanksgiving bullshittery going to like a beer garden um indoor things i would say that yeah like fall activities like everyone loves fall activities
1: you could do like um like I don't know where the fuck you would go pumpkin picking in New York, but you can definitely do, like, a cider mill or something mm-hmm. or some kind of, like, beer tasting thing because that's an indoor kind of fall activity that
0: comes to mind. Yeah. And the um, problem with fall activities is that they're very couple so it's hard to do that without casually. it. Yeah. seeming yeah. like, I'm trying to, like, make you my boyfriend. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, I mean, like, Time Out has, like, a lot of great suggestions, and, I mean, nothing is more good in the classic like let's meet for a drink let's go for a coffee yeah and maybe coffee dates or something you can like plan during the week and see that person a little bit more often okay guys I don't know if we mentioned this
1: last season but we actually have an interactive map on our website with some of our favorite date spots so from bars to restaurants to coffee shops places in each neighborhood that we've been to and have tried and
0: tested that we would say you should go on a first date to. Definitely. And we even put, like, happy hour specials if they have happy hour. So just go on our website, uh, notyourgirlfriendspodcast.com, and have a look at it if you need some inspiration. Yeah, and if you
1: have places that you think we should add to our map, or you went somewhere and, you know, want to give us a thumbs up on our recommendation, um, make sure to send us a comment, slide in our DMs. We have a whole submission section on our website. And a reminder that if you have any relationship questions or need advice on anything um, to slide into our submissions, too. We'd love to hear from you.
0: Follow us on Twitter and Instagram. All the links are on our website, and we'll see you next week. All right. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye.